Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And when I met today's guest, I was like, okay, I know that your topic of expertise is not necessarily in the business realm per se, but I know this is going to be something that quite a few of my audience members are going to attach themselves to. So Bridget Bennett is a freelance paralegal specializing in high conflict custody and divorce cases with a focus on communicating with narcissistic individuals and navigating the family court system. So I know at this point already some of the listeners are like, oh, yes, got it, right? She provides crucial support by preparing legal documents and guiding clients through emotionally charged situations. As a survivor of domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual abuse, her personal experiences provide her with the ability to have a holistic and empathetic approach to helping others in similar situations. She is certified by the High Conflict Institute to identify high conflict personalities during divorce and high conflict communication situations. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Jenny. I'm so glad to be here. I let me tell you, when I was introduced to you and you were talking about the domestic violence and the sexual abuse and the child abuse and the the narcissistic stuff, I was like, oh, my gosh, all of those things in one person's life. Holy crap. Like, oh, my gosh. And the fact that you are where you are today is absolutely phenomenal. So you are welcome to share as much or as little of your story as you choose. This is a safe space, safe place. (laughs) Um, But tell us how you got to where you are today. How'd you get here? Well, you know, I am living proof that you can go through all of these hard things that are thrown at us in life. How life happens for us, right? Not to us. And yes, yes, life happens for us. And it's just a matter of your outlook of how you can turn a situation around we can turn any negative thing that happens for us and make it into something positive and we can say i'm not going to let this keep me down i am going to make the most of every situation and mm. it's just a matter of changing your mindset and your perspective and that's how i've gotten myself here i decided to get myself out of victim mentality and i'm not a survivor i'm a thriver and i'm like Fuck this. I hope I can curse on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. I, I'm i going to keep going and I am going to be the best version of myself. Mm. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is so good because I know that given the prevalence of all of the topics that we've already touched on just through your introduction, there's a really good chance that the listener has experienced at least one of those things or has dealt with an 
at bare minimum, a narcissist at some point in their life, because I'm sorry, you just can't go through life without at least now. Many of us have gotten good now at like energetically being able to force those people away. (laughs) But some of us are, are dealing with this still to this day. So tell us for those who may or may not be because it it has become a big terminology in the world of social media. Share with us definition ish uh-huh. <laughs> of a yeah. narcissist and and how do we begin to identify those people in our lives? And, and that's that's an awesome question. And it's something that my following asked me all the time, right? Who who is this person that could be identified as a narcissist? What does that look like? And I always say this, it doesn't matter about the diagnoses in the end. What we focus on is the pattern of high conflict behavior and how that behavior, which tends to be very combative, we face, you know, circular conversations. We feel like we're always hitting a wall with that person. How that behavior is making us feel, right? And if that behavior makes us feel constantly anxious, that we're having to defend ourselves, we're having to write things down to prove that this is true, right? That's a sign that we're probably being gaslit by this individual. That is really just a massive red flag that you are dealing with somebody that is high conflict. And this happens in more situations than just an intimate partner relationship. This happens in the workplace all the time. Corporate America, you know, we're dealing with high conflict people, narcissistic people, and they like to have power and control. So if you feel like you're with a one-upper, you might be dealing with somebody that's a little high conflict. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot of different things and and ways that this shows up in the world for people. It for some people they're going, "Oh my gosh, just based on what some of what you said, I have thought of somebody in my personal life or I'm thinking of somebody in my professional life or I'm thinking of somebody in my business life, right?" And I and I do separate those those areas because many of many of the the badass crew as my audience has come to call themselves, the badass crew some of them are still working in corporate America. So they have that that quote unquote professional or corporate yep. life going and they may be dealing with that. And that's part of why they got into the direct sales business. So what are some of the things that they can do to, I don't know, it, it, are there ways, let, maybe we'll do it this way. Are there ways that they can carefully cut those people out of their lives or diminish the interactions or bring down the conflict without setting off the narcissist? Yes, there are ways. There are ways. It's all about it's all about how we set boundaries and setting boundaries for ourselves are it's the most important thing that we can do. And we tend to have a lot of kind of like people pleasing traits, which are very magnetic to people that are high conflict or narcissistic. And so if we learn how to set, establish and maintain boundaries, these are for us. They're not for anybody else. And we don't have to go and wear a T-shirt that says, these are my boundaries. You must respect them. (laughs) We don't (laughs) announce them to the outside world. But we know what they are and we're going to stay true to them. And it could be something as simple as, you know, I am not going to permit people to talk down to me. 
I'm not going to permit people to, you know, be passive aggressive with me or yell at me. And so we can adopt a new way of communication with these individuals. And something that comes across often in the workplace in corporate America is email, email communication, right? We've mm. all been there. We've all gotten mm-hmm. those, you know, really nasty, passive aggressive emails from a coworker, from a supervisor, from a boss, right? And, you know, demanding status on something, status. Or, you know, I I need this done immediately. This is a priority. And you're working on five other priorities, right? They're all very demanding. And so something as simple as, you know, hi, John, can you please help me understand when is the um, the immediate time by which you need this? Can you please help me understand when is the final deadline? I'm working on these other tasks right now um, that I have a deadline by this date. I look forward to hearing back from you, right? And so we de-escalate the conflict by implementing another strategy of communication and by asking questions. Narcissists hate being questioned, but we're asking it with a friendly tone. We're asking, can you please help me understand, right? And so it's then putting them in another place of authority and asking something very simplistic, but implementing the word please, Mm -hmm. right? And so over the course of time, the more that we implement this communication strategy, the more it will help deescalate the conflict. It's going to irritate the hell out of them, but you're maintaining your boundary. So while we cannot cut off a supervisor, mm-hmm. we can with we can hold our boundaries of I'm not going to be spoken to this way. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And right. I think that's a very important rule to have, you know, for yourself, right? Because I, I've heard it said that there's the difference between rules and and boundaries. Rules are I will not be, you know, and that's a rule for yourself. But when you express that to other people, you are welcome to communicate with me in any way that you so choose, right? Free speech, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if you speak to me in these kinds of ways, I will remove myself from the situation, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's a boundary, right? Because they are still welcome to do whatever they want to because you can't control other people. Right. And like you said, narcissists like to be in control. But by you saying you're welcome to talk to me however you want, they go, ooh. And then you go. And if you speak to me in these kinds of ways, I will remove myself from the situation. They're like, oh. okay, right, because now they're not being controlled. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They 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 want to regain that control. Right. And they're like, oh, well, all of a sudden I can't. I can't control Bridget anymore. Like I can't, <laughs> she's not responding the same way. And so they're going to go through their, their, their wheelhouse of like, oh, but this, this used to work and it's not working anymore. Oh, what can I do? Oh, this, but it's not working. Right. Yeah. And so they're going to get really frustrated, but that's okay. That's, yeah. that's not your problem. That is a them problem. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Their, their emotions and their decisions <laughs> of how they handle things not your fault. Yeah. (laughs) Not your responsibility Uh to handle. Right. Uh Uh You know. All right. So in in terms of let's go to the business side of this then. So because I know a lot of the people that I've worked with in the world of direct sales and network marketing have ended up coming to work with me because they had ended up being sponsored by someone who was on the narcissistic scale. 
right? And it mm-hmm. is a scale, right? There's no like, this isn't right. There are people who are inching their way into it, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so in the world of business then, you know, so where somebody, because in the direct sales and network marketing, these people are are independent business owners, are independent business contractors with a company, with a product, right? So what are some of the ways that you would recommend they begin to work through that? Because these are people that they're not going to be able to completely avoid, but they they really can, unlike a, a supervisor in the corporate world, they really can go as little with talking to these people as possible. But what are right. some of the tacti- uh, tactics and techniques you would recommend for them to learn to deal with the people in their business life who may be this way? Right. It's it's all about, I call it low contact, right? So only mm. communicating what is absolutely necessary. Um, if it is about a deal, a transaction that's going through, you know, only communicating about what those details are and that must be communicated about and keeping it only about the details of the transaction, right? Nothing mm-hmm. else, nothing else. And so it's how we can correlate and kind of translate what I teach my clients when it comes to like co-parenting with somebody that is narcissistic and high conflict. We only talk about the kids, right? When it comes to business, we're only talking about the business, right? We're only talking about what needs to be spoken about. We're not going to get into the weeds. We're not going to talk about the weather. We're not going to talk about, you know, Sunday football. You're not going to talk the small talk, okay? Mm -hmm. Although that might help be an icebreaker, in these scenarios, it's not necessary. We're going to keep it very, I still implement the same method of communication, which is the BIF method, which is brief, informative, friendly, and firm. So say, okay, say that again. (laughs) B-I-F-F. Yes. Which is brief, informative, friendly, and firm. So you are still maintaining assertiveness which is a skill when it comes to business. You want to be assertive. You also want to be professional and friendly at the same time. But that doesn't mean that you're going to allow somebody to walk all over you, right? Mm. And it's kind of this kill them with kindness, but still being professional. And you want to be assertive. And it is a skill. It does take some time to learn. But the more that you practice it and implement, you'll see that it is very effective when dealing with high conflict narcissistic individuals. And you are going to de-escalate the conflict. They might be combative. They might ask you a million questions. Um, I have it. I encounter it with clients that want to consult with me. And it's a matter of, you know, they might question something that I've done. They might question, you know, after I send them a retainer, for example, and it's, hey, here is here are my links. Feel free to check me out. Do your research. I definitely understand. And I look forward to hearing back from you. That's it right? We don't over explain. We don't owe anybody an explanation. We don't have to, uh, you know, butter them up. We don't have to kiss anybody's ass. We don't do that here. (laughs) We don't do that. (laughs) Good. Oh my God. I love that. And so one of the things that I know that people who have had to deal with and find coping mechanisms for dealing with narcissistic behavior over the, over the years, over their entire life, because like you said, 
people who have that people pleasing behavior tend to attract narcissists like moths to a flame, right? Oh yeah. They oh, can't. Yeah. I'm a people pleaser in rehab, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, been there, done that, and have really had to work on myself to drop those people pleasing behaviors. But I wanted to to help those who are in that still in that headspace of, well, okay, so how do I they, they don't necessarily always get assertiveness. And one of the best definitions I've ever heard of assertive is from my mentor, Scott Conway. And I want to share it with you so that you could share it with other people who are like, wait, how do I be assertive? Being assertive means moving forward on purpose and with purpose, with respect for others. Because you can still be that. respectful. Like you said, you know, brief, informative, friendly, and firm, it's right? Boring. One can still be moving forward on purpose and with purpose and with respect for others. And, right, so that's yes. assertive, right? That's, that is how you can make sure that your point is coming across and, and still know that you're not being aggressive because you'll notice the narcissist will either, A, not be moving forward because the things they say and do actually move them backward they don't recognize that because they're just happy to be moving um they're they often have no purpose except for achieving their own goals right there's no higher purpose and i mean purpose with a capital p right and we all know they certainly aren't respectful (laughs) in all cases so remove any one of those three parts and that is not assertive that's aggressive so helping people understand the difference between the two has been very helpful for a lot of my clients who are learning to do that just in business and life in general. So I wanted to share that in case you didn't have that with your clients to, you know, because I you said that assertive a few different times. And I was like, oh, I got to share this with her. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a gem. That is a pure gem. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. So if you want to read more about being assertive, it's in the Ohana Way, uh, a book by Scott Conway. It's fabulous oh i'm taking notes right now (laughs) please do please do because i know this is this is something that you and your clients will absolutely love because it the ohana way changed my life like seriously so no i'm lucky enough that i did not divorce a narcissist i divorced a normal great human being who just happens to be the father of my children right so I didn't have you to were blessed. Yes. You were blessed. <laughs> yes. But I know that there's a lot of my listeners who have not had that blessing. And so they're having to deal with that. So continuing on. So now let's get into the personal life because you do focus mostly on the co-parenting aspect, the divorcing aspect. So this is a nice transition here. Yeah, I do. Um, what are some of the things, obviously, a lot of these things we've been talking about that would work in the corporate world would be working in their business world. Now we're getting into the personal life, especially with people who share children with the narcissist in their life. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, So what are some of the things that they can begin to do to make sure that they and their children are protected from some of this narcissistic behavior? Yeah, uh, I kind of have like five steps of things that you can do to help yourself when it comes to dealing with somebody that is high conflict and with a narcissist. And the first step is, you know, you've got to, you've got to get a 
you know, legal boundaries in place. And Mm -hmm. what is it that I mean by that? You know, you've got to have a custody order, a divorce decree, and you've got to stick to that. You've Mm got to memorize that. You've got to know that, like, you know how to write your first and last name. Okay. And that is a legal boundary and you, you've got to stick with it. So step number one, legal boundary, Mm. legal boundary. Okay. Um, and that takes some time, but that's step number one. Step number two, you've got to go low contact. If you have no children, then it's no contact. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, (laughs) but like 90% of my clients that I, that, that come to me, all have children. I'd say ninety to ninety-five percent of them. And if we're going low contact, you've got to get on a parenting app. And a parenting app that I recommend for those that are not aware of them, of your listeners, Talking Parents, Our Family Wizard. Those are the ones that I prefer. My my favorite is Talking Parents, and these are apps that provide certified copies of communication. They cannot be manipulated. You know, the narcissist, they they can be really clever and they're mm-hmm. really, you know, good con artists. They'll go in there later and try to, like, delete communication in text messages or Gmail or whatever. They can't do that in Talking Parents. OK, so we've got to get them on a parenting app. OK, so that is step number two. Step number three, it's, again, those that are new to communicating with somebody that is high conflict, it goes right back into learning an effective form of communication. And that is um, Biff. I recommend Biff. We don't do gray rock here. We don't do yellow rock. We don't do any of that because it makes you look high conflict yourself when it comes to family court. So Biff communication, I am certified from the High Conflict Institute. Bill Eddy is a an amazing human. He trained me himself. Uh, He is out in California. He is a licensed clinical social worker. He is an attorney. He became a mediator out in California. And so he saw these patterns of high conflict behavior and saw that one person was driving the conflict, not both parties. And that is where I learned how to identify high conflict personalities throughout divorce and custody. So Biff is, again, brief, informative, friendly, and firm. We learned that communication skill, and we utilized that throughout the parenting app and throughout this process. And over time, again, just to reiterate, it de-escalates the conflict. The next step is a lot of individuals don't recognize that over the course of time, they have been in a very volatile and abusive relationship and marriage. And it takes time to learn that. It takes time to kind of come to acceptance with that and to accept it for yourself. And there is no shame in it. There's no shame in admitting it. There's no shame in years after the fact, you know, having to recognize that the abuse once you leave gets worse and it's called post-separation abuse. The children are oftentimes used as pawns to continue with, you know, the abuse of the victim who has left the relationship. And, you know, in my in my case, it took me quite some time to file for a domestic violence protective order. And this was after I had left. This was after I had filed for divorce, after I had a custody order in place. I then had to go and implement further legal boundaries and file for a protective order. So that is another step that it doesn't matter how long it takes you. If you need to find further means of protecting yourself legally, do so. Um, Have no shame. 
yeah. have to have shame. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Love that. So that was, is that step, step four? Four. Yeah. Okay. Step four. Let's get to step five. Um, understanding and accepting that you can only control yourself. That is mm. step number five. And that is the hardest one yet. The other ones seem very challenging, but they are simplistic. I mean, it's a lot of learning how to fill out forms, learning how to advocate for yourself and for your children. But step number five, everybody struggles with this one. Mm. And even I have struggled with it, right? Therapy is amazing. Everybody can benefit from a great therapist, Um, but we can only control ourselves and the things that we do. And we cannot control the narcissist. We cannot control how they're parenting the children during their parenting time. We cannot control what goes on in their home. We can only control what happens in our home during our time with our kids. And we can't even control our kids, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, 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 As you've been talking about all of this, I, you know, I know you say that people struggle with this. I, what I would like to share is a, a slightly different perspective. The realization I had when I was like, oh, I can't control other people. I shifted it to, I don't have to control other people. And that is so freeing to be like, I only have to control how I react. That's it. Like, for me, that was a very freeing thing to be like, I don't have to be in control of my children. So now it's, how do I react to what they are doing? Because they are separate individuals. They are other human beings. You know, it to me, it was incredibly freeing once I switched my mindset around it, which took up a second. So hopefully people who are listening to this can also make that shift as well. And maybe you could share that with your clients to shifting the languaging from I can't control other people to I don't have to. No, no. And I take it a step further. I take it from Mm. even, you know, it's not, they want to get a reaction out of you, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of reacting, we're going to respond, right? Mm. We're going to not give them that. We're not going to take their bait. We're not going to give them an emotional reaction. We are going to calmly respond when we are ready right? Nothing is ever an emergency. Nothing is ever that pressing. We are in control of our own time. Mm -hmm. We are in control of how we handle our day, our own priorities. And so when we are ready and we are able and we are in a good state of mind, we are then going to calmly respond to any human that comes in our way, right? Or comes through our path. And we are okay, I am ready to now handle this. I am ready to face this individual and to respond calmly. So that is what I do. I think that it is, again, a skill. I've come a long fucking way. I'm not used to be this yes. I was emotionally baited all of the time. And so it's learning how to get away from the, I just want to text you right now, like, if you stop come on, me, stop texting me. No, we, we don't do that anymore. We, Mm-mm. you know, yeah. it's really easy to want to bite somebody's head off and, you know, tell them to just shut the F up. But what does that get you in the end? Yeah. You are the one that is upset. 
you are the one that is pissed off and you're the one that is going to have an extremely bad rest of the day. They don't care. They're probably laughing. Yeah. So just let that shit go. Mm hmm. Yeah. It which is not easy at first. (laughs) Right. Which and one of the things I want to point out is keep in mind, because a lot of this is happening through text messages nowadays or Facebook Messenger nowadays. Right. And, you know, having. Having the understanding that it's called instant message, not instant reply. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. I love that. I, I wish I could remember who who used that terminology and, and shared that terminology with me. I was like, oh, yes, yes, you can message me whenever you want. I get to choose when and how I'm going to reply because it's not instant reply. It's called instant message. Yes. <laughs> amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> and I say that all the time to people who are like, I literally had a gal. So anybody who's listening, who has chosen to follow me on Facebook has probably seen the post that I put up. I don't know, maybe about a month ago. It was right, right before Christmas. I had some gal reach out to me and she was messaging me through like Instagram or whatever, which I don't check my Instagram messages very often. So I'm not in there very much. I'm in face. I'm on Facebook all the time. But this gal was like, she's a psychic first of all, and I'm going to put that in in air quotes. Okay, so she's like, (laughs) I, you know, trying to share this information with me. And, you know, basically, she's trying to get me to pay for some sort of psychic reading or whatever. And I'm sitting there going and I had read one of her messages. Now, I'm also ADHD. Right. So a common ADHD thing is to write a common ADHD (laughs) thing is to read a message, be like, oh, I'm going to respond to this. And then something distracts you, a kid a cat, an email, another ding on another app, something distracts you. And you thought you responded because you had the response in your head ready to go, but you didn't actually like type it out and send it. So she comes at me like 24 hours later. It is really rude to leave someone on red. And I was like, okay, let's go, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) In my nicest possible way. Were you using Biff, Jenny? <laughs> uh, I probably did. Um, I was like, so first of all, it's called instant message, not instant reply. I am a single mom running a business. I have four different social media platforms on which I am communicating with people. And frankly, you are not at the top of my list. I don't know you. And if you want me to do business with you, that is not a great way to foster relationship to make me want to do business with you. So have a nice day. I love the sassiness there. I love it. I love it. No, like literally, I was like, Mm-mm, no, I'm going to share my feelings with you on this. And still at the end, have a nice day. Is of the day you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, okay, you must be not that psychic because, girl, you did not see that coming. <laughs> no, she was destitute. Is what she was. Gosh, crazy, crazy. So, FYI, on my Facebook, I was like, so this is how you don't do business in social media, and I screenshotted. Correct. I screenshotted. I. 
covered her picture. I covered her name. So she like no one would know it was her except for me and her. Like literally there was right. no identifiable information because I never addressed her by name. Mm-mm. And I was like, yeah, mm, hard yeah. no, we're going to use it. You now get to be a lesson to other people. <laughs> right, right. Seriously. I get a lot of I get a lot of comments on TikTok. I, I have quite a following on my TikTok page, but I use the the troll comments as um sometimes a a learning opportunity um for others. Um <laughs> I've got like I would say like nineteen thousand people that follow me on TikTok, more or less, but mm-hmm. I use those comments as I don't look at them as hate comments. I use them as a learning opportunity. And and you know, content. I make a video response, right? Like, like one of my good friends. I don't know if you follow Michael Whitehouse on TikTok, but you should go find Michael okay. Whitehouse because <laughs> okay. he's he's a business coach and he's just really smart yeah. and amusing and funny. Okay. <laughs> and he was like, anytime someone like comments poorly on his stuff, he goes in and like starts a conversation with them to get them to comment more. Like he's not fighting with them no no he just is trying to get because he's like trolls you're helping me get in front of more people yes and boost the algorithm (laughs) yes i was like that is freaking brilliant so yeah use those comments those hate comments especially because a lot of the people who are listening right now are in direct sales and network marketing right oh yeah when somebody says something negative about network marketing or direct sales Honey, don't hide that comment. Turn it into content. Yes, use it. Use it, use it, use it, use it. Yes, I sell too. Like, I mean, I sell my business. I sell what I do. And uh-huh. you've got to constantly, you got to constantly put yourself out there. Yeah. You've got to constantly, you know, in my world, I'm constantly creating content. I'm constantly, you know, responding to comments, responding to potential clients. It's mm-hmm. the same. It's the same thing. And you've got to use those comments to your advantage, the good and the bad mm-hmm. and respond. People want engagement. You've got to engage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even the bad ones, you've got to engage. It boosts the algorithm. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Create more content out of it because then they're going to get a notification. They're going to come back and respond on the new video. And <laughs> they will. They will. Yeah. And then there's especially the narcissists. Uh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The trolls of social media. <laughs> they're they're going to do it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I could talk with you. Obviously, we could talk about this forever because this is endless content, which is why you're able to have so many followers uh, on the social medias like you do. But you have a really great offer for the listeners who are like, I need help with this. I, you know, I'm dealing with my own ex-narcissist. Well, my ex who is a narcissist, right? They may be saying (laughs) that. Yes. They aren't. I I don't think there is such a thing as an ex narcissist. I don't know. I I don't no, know. I, no, it's it's a really bad term that people use. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can be reformed. I'm not sure. But you have an offer of, of bringing them into a community where they can learn some of these conflict communication skills in in, in deeper ways. Uh, with other people who are doing the same thing. So how can they get a hold of you to get into this community? Yeah. So uh, if you'll share my link tree with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So my link tree has all of my information and I have a, I have a free, my train of thought just left me. (laughs) (laughs) 
So need more coffee. I have, uh, yeah, I need more coffee. Definitely. I need what you have that keeps the coffee warm. Um, so I'm offering a, um, a free opportunity for them to come in to my workshop that I offer where we talk about all things, high conflict personalities, high conflict custody, divorce, family court, you name it. Um, and I have a, quite a community that comes in and it's a great opportunity for them to meet like-minded individuals, for them to bring questions. And I will be creating more communities that are at a low cost so they can also receive updates if they follow me on my social media that's in my link tree. And there's a great community that is on Facebook. It's called Wounded Healers. I encourage them to join. And uh, again, like-minded people, um, I am an admin of that group. And you'll see that there's so many people nationwide. There's some people outside of the country that have joined in Wounded Healers and they share stories, they ask questions, and it's all about just kind of lifting each other up as we go through this journey together. And it is, it's called exactly that, Wounded Healers. We're all continuously healing together. Mm, I love that. Okay, so my badass crew already knows to go to the show notes to grab the Linktree link. Uh, if this happens to be your first time listening right now and you're going show notes, what are the show notes? How do I get to those? What you're going to do is grab your phone as long as you're not driving. Click on today's episode and scroll beneath Bridget's picture and you will see show notes or episode notes or depending on what app you're in, they call it different things. You'll see her information, her bio, and then, of course, <clears throat> in big, bold, underlined link fashion, the link to her link tree. So you can click on that, go connect with her wounded healers group on Facebook, find her on the socials that you prefer to be on and follow her there. And please reach out to her and let her know that you heard her on the Badass Drug Sales Mastery podcast. So she knows that her time here was valuable in helping at least you. So thank you, Bridget, for being here. This has been a fantastic conversation. I so appreciate you. I appreciate you, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are very, very welcome. And Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there is another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.